Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So we want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it and then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. And yes, we just have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it forced upon us. We can't refuse it. We didn't seek it. <laughs> we didn't choose it, but it's up to us to use it. We must suffer. If we lose it, give account if we abuse it. It's just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it. And I'm grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity to be on with you, to, the, the, to be here today with you, to share another message that I hope will inspire, empower, encourage, uplift, and help you to do more be more, and achieve more. I want to thank you for all you have done, all you have done, my listeners across this country and around the world, to make this the number one self-help show in the country and one of the most popular podcasts in the world. So we're grateful for that. We give you a big applause for that, and we are grateful for you. Then I also want to take a moment to thank our sponsor. We want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Truest Financial. See, two great banks came together to create an even greater bank, Truest. They have a shared purpose to inspire and build better lives and communities. And with combined resources, collective passion, and continuous pursuit of innovation, Truest is opening the door to a better financial experience to help people and businesses achieve more. See what the future of finance is shaping up to be at Truest.com. That's T-R-U-I-S-T dot com. Truist Bank, member FDIC. So I want y'all all to support Truist Bank for all they have done to help make this show a reality and to get it out to more people. So, so I start with first thanking, uh, I, I thank you today for you. And I, and I encourage you to do me a favor. Everybody who's watching, listening, any way you're getting this conversation, this message, share it. Share it with your friends, your families, your coworkers, everybody you know, and tell them to tune in and turn on so that they can be inspired. So I want to thank you. I've thanked our sponsor, but most of all, I want to thank 
my Lord, my God, who has blessed me with life and strength. Every show, you know, I don't go a show without giving God some glory to give him praise. I know everybody doesn't believe like I believe. And I know that some of you might not think that it's appropriate to talk about God in a business section or business environment. But let me tell you today, we're going to show you that it is appropriate. But I want to start this program as I start every program by giving God some glory giving him, him some praise, not because the show is number one, not because of my speaking and having opportunities around the world to, to do what I do or the books or the radio shows or the TV shows. No, I'm giving God glory for life and strength and for family and friends. And so I'm grateful and I give him praise. Now, speaking of family and friends, I got two friends on today who are Folks, you all know, these gentlemen are people you know, and it's and, and it's a show that I've been wanting to do for quite a while. I just had to get on their schedules because these gentlemen are the cream of the crop. They are the tip from the top, and they are, as we would say, the drip from the drop. They are incredible gentlemen. One is a Hall of Fame, world-renowned sportscaster, James Talmadge. I never knew it was Talmadge till recently. <laughs> James Talmadge Brown, but everybody calls him JB. He's a world-renowned sportscaster known as the host of uh, the CBS Sports, the NFL Today on CBS Sports. He has done uh, even a correspondent for CBS News. I even saw him on 60 Minutes. This guy has been an incredible influence in the broadcasting industry. He was born in D.C. He went to DeMatha High School, was a standout basketball player, went to Harvard University, became an all Ivy League basketball player, was planning to go to the NBA uh, with the Hawks, but God had different plans for him. And that didn't work out. And he started working in corporate America for Xerox and Eastman Eastman Kodak and happened to just be asked one day to come in and do some color commentary on a sports uh, program in Washington on the uh, CBS station. And the world realized this was a diamond in the rough at that point. But he went on to become one of the greatest sportcasters in the world, my friend, JB. JB, good to have you. Hey, Dr. Jolly. First of all, thank you for having me, especially uh, to be alongside um, one that deserves all the attention that he has gotten as well too. I'm humbly acknowledging my partner, but thank you for having me on here. The, uh, you, you, you are just a joy to have JB. You know, I've, I've just been a fan and a friend and a, and a uh, excited person whenever we get a chance to just fellowship. Then the other one, y'all know him as the first black head coach to win the Super Bowl. He is a Hall of Fame, another Hall of Famer in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He has been the coach, started coaching uh, with uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers after playing career. By the way, he's, uh, I think, one of the few coaches who has a, a Super Bowl ring from a player and a Super Bowl ring as a coach. And he started with uh, playing with the Pittsburgh Steelers and he started coaching. Uh, and he just went up the ranks. 
He went on to Tampa and created a Tampa 2 defense that became legendary. And then he had a setback. Now, we're going to talk about setbacks in this whole process of this show and how not to let you have a setback stop you because a setback is a setup for a comeback. Oh, somebody should write a book Mm -hmm. about that. Anyway, (laughs) and so... He got fired because they said he wasn't winning enough in the playoffs. He took his team to the playoffs year after year after year. Oh, but he did not let them that stop him. And he went on to Indianapolis and won the Super Bowl. Coach Tony Dungy. Coach, good to have you. Hey, Dr. Zale. Great to be with you and with my friends, A.B. Well, it's just a joy to to have you both on. And what we're going to do today, folks, is we're going to talk about our faith. We are men of faith. We we are all men of faith, and yet we are all men who are successful in the world's realm. Uh, let's see. JB uh, is not only the host of the uh, the great host of, of television, but he's also a businessman, and he is one of the owners of the Washington Nationals baseball team. Coach Dungy is not only a Hall of Fame uh, coach, he's not only a Super Bowl winning coach and, and player and in coaching, but he also is a uh, broadcaster on NBC Sports and he has been able to build a business around his gifts that God has given him. So we're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about wealth creation and the fact that we can do both. And we want people to know that you can do both as a person of faith and as a business person, they are not mutually exclusive. Now, before we go into that conversation, I gave both of them uh, the, the thumbnail sketches of who they are, where they came from. I'd like you to, to take for a minute or two and just tell us a little bit of things I may have left out about who you are, where you came from. JB, please. Well, I guess it would start first, um, Dr. Jolly, with my parents, uh, my mother and father. Uh, God bless them. I love to say in shorthand, they were high school graduates but PhDs in drive and determination, looking to see their children enjoy life better and more abundantly than they did. My uh, father worked as a prison guard. He drove a taxi cab full time. And during the holiday seasons, he was a handyman at places like Avis Rent-A-Car, all so that my mom could realize her job of staying home to be the excellent homemaker that she was in raising the five of us kids. I'm the oldest of five, four boys and one girl. Um, So that's all that matters. And I did not understand fully what my mother was saying back then, but once she became saved, and that was later in her life, she said that all that mattered to her, not all the worldly acclaim and plaudits and all of that, but that you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If that's the case with you, I've done my job. Praise God. Well, but those who don't know, JB is also, many don't know, he's an ordained minister, and uh, he is a a person who has studied the Word of God and has worked hard to be a good professor of theology in the sense of sharing it. Uh, uh, Coach, a little bit about your background and how you got to be Coach Tony Dungy. Well, you started the show, Dr. Jolly, giving praise to God, and I would have to do the same thing. Praise God for my parents as well, very similar to JB. I grew up in Jackson, Michigan, little small, tiny automotive town in the heart of Michigan. My parents were both teachers. Uh, My dad taught 
college biology. My mom was a high school English teacher, but they instilled in us uh, things in, in me and my three siblings that stay with me to this day. Uh, my dad, his his line was never let anyone else define you. You define mm. yourself. Don't mm. put any boxes. Don't let people put limitations on you. And then my mom was straight from the Bible, from the book of Colossians. Whatever you do, do it excellently as unto the Lord. So it's not important what you do, but it's important how you do it. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? We were all blessed with good parents. And I'll even add on to that because I was doing an interview with a gentleman last night and he said, uh, uh, what is it something that people don't know about you, Dr. Jolly? You've never shared on stage. You've never shared in any of your speeches and your books. And I said, you know what? I'm glad you asked. I never thought about it. But my, I guess what made the difference in my life were my parents, my parents. Now, my dad died when I was 13 years old. So uh, I didn't get to the length and breadth of being able to be under his wing uh, long. I only had a few years, but he always taught me and my brother, one, be people of integrity. You got to be a man of integrity. If you say it, do it. If you, if, you, if you can't do it, don't say it. And then always have character. He said, your character will make a difference in your life and your good name. He said, you'll have money or come and go, but your good name, you be careful about that. My mom, though, here's what I told the gentleman in the interview. I said, one of the things that changed my life was how my mom handled when my dad died. My mom was a school teacher. And the day he died, she came home from school and she went to work. She didn't fall apart. She said, I will do what's necessary. And she did what was necessary. She said, my boys are going to go to college. And so she rented out a room in our home. She started selling World Book Encyclopedia on the weekends and then selling Shackley vitamins in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, she sir. was able to put her boys through school. And I and I thought about it. It's like the Bible. There's a story in the Bible about a widow with two sons. And she says, we have nothing left. And the prophet came and said to her, Get all the jars you can get. Get everything you can find from all the neighbors. There's going to be some oil that's going to start to run in your house. Fill up the jars and then sell it. Go to work and sell it. Become entrepreneurial. Be an, a business person. And she did what the prophet told her. He, he was able to give her the keys to her success. She paid off all her debts and lived on the rest. And that's what I want to say to everybody, that there is no problem with God having you be a person of faith who's willing to be right on with your faith and a person who is successful in business and life. We're going to come right back after this break. We're going to talk about this. You want to tell Lottie Dottie and everybody to tune in, turn on right now, because this is going to be a life-changing program. I know it. And I know for sure your best is yet to come. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. We'll be right back. Change in the blink of an eye. 
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And that recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And I'm grateful for you all being with us today. We are excited about this show and about the guest we have on today. We have Hall of Famers all around, all around, all around. JB Hall of Fame broadcaster, Coach Dungey, Hall of Fame football player, Dr. Willie Jolly, Hall of Fame uh, speaker. And I'm, I'm on, as I told Coach before we got started, I'm the... I'm the chair of the Speakers Hall of Fame Leadership Committee this year, and I'm the first African-American to sit in that chair. And I'm very honored that I get to have the relationship with all these Hall of Famers. And so now I've got Hall of Famers in different industries. So let's talk about this. We've talked about the fact that you, you, we, we all came from uh, parents who instilled values and virtues in us. And then we started going the path of success. But we had setbacks along the way. I want to talk about that before we talk about the successes. I want to talk about how you get got past your setbacks. I'll start with JB because JB, you wanted to be a professional basketball player. You were, uh, uh, you were, uh, I mean, just an all uh, Ivy league basketball player at Harvard. You were outstanding. People loved you. You came from DeMatha, which was a basketball powerhouse school. And you went to the Hawks and you didn't make it. And you could have said, Oh, give up and just go on and do nothing with your life. But you decided, oh, okay, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to be good in some area. And you went on to corporate America and you started working with Xerox and, and, and some corporate groups. And, and then you just happened into uh, broadcasting. What did you do? How did you get past that setback? How did you get past that disappointment? Well, um, in succinct fashion, I think I did not allow myself to wallow in self-pity. Uh, and more important than that, when I turn the spotlight on me, I think you always start with examining yourself. 
Mm. The reason it didn't happen, and there may have been reasons beyond me, but that which I can point to me first is that I got complacent. Mm. I started resting on my laurels. Um, you mentioned in high school, I was blessed. And a lot of the guys I played against, um, Tony actually went to school with in college um, uh, against um, some of the great basketball players around, including a uh, David Winfield, by the way, was a great, he was a three yeah. sports star. Fantastic. Um, but a number of the guys in that era that Tony would remember, although Tony will remind me that I'm about three or four years older than he is. <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> but, those guys. <laughs> but the thing is, and Tony can certainly ascribe to this. My high school coach did a great job of embellishing and building on the foundational stones that my parents put in place. I got a chance to watch and see how hard they worked and struggled and sacrificed for us. So for me to go from a two-time high school All-America being recruited by over a couple of hundred colleges, which was an incredible blessing because my folks were of modest means, but my mother always said, get the best education possible. That's the ticket to success in life. My high school coach said, there's no such thing as standing still. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. But when I got to college, I got to resting on my laurels, not consciously that I was doing that, but it was. And when I got cut by the Hawks, all I could think was, there's nobody out here on this floor, including Pete Maravich and Lou Hudson, big names way back in the day that I couldn't hold a candle to. But the reason was I can't make up for four years of not putting the time in by working six months uh, diligently to try to capitalize on this opportunity. That set my work ethic for the game of life in which I said I would never allow an opportunity to pass me by that I didn't work hard to prepare for because preparation is never wasted. So that's what I have been about since then. And I hope that makes sense, Dr. Oh, that Charlie. makes a lot of sense. And it goes back to the interview I did with you individually on my uh, radio show here and on the podcast. And I encourage everybody to go listen to that interview because he said, one of the keys, I'll never forget that JB said, you must work as hard once you get to the top than, than what you did to get there. You must work just as hard or harder once you're at the top as you did to get there. Do not rest on your laurels. Thank you, JB. Uh, Coach, what did, how, how did you get past that setback? Uh, you taking them to the, to, the, to the playoffs every year and you get fired. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was definitely difficult for me, but I had been so trained by my parents. I think I understood all of the successes I had weren't necessarily all on me. The Lord was in there and the Lord was with me. So now when I have a setback, I have to understand the Lord's still there. Mm. So mm. Uh, I have to know that, that it's not the end. He's got a plan and maybe it's just different than, than I thought. Uh, I started out in college, high, well, elementary school, middle school, high school, college. I was a quarterback. Then NFL draft came. I didn't get drafted. And I was disappointed. But I said, God's got a plan. So I got to go along with his plan. I go to Pittsburgh, play defense on a championship, Super Bowl championship team. So, hey, God's plan was a little bit better than my plan. <laughs> Amen. I go on and play for a couple of years. I get into coaching and I'm climbing the ladder. I get to Tampa. My plan is, hey, we're going to take Tampa to the Super Bowl. And it didn't happen. And I got fired. I have to remember God's plan last time. God's plan was a little bit better than my plan. Maybe God's plan this time is going to be a little bit better. 
So I waited and JB likes to say, three days later, my phone <laughs> rang and it was the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. And he said, I want you to be my coach. And it ended up being a great seven years there and some unbelievable friendships and just putting my life in God's hands rather than trying to say, I'm disappointed. This didn't work out for me. I'm upset. Let me see what God's got. Wow. Hey, wow, Dr. That... Jolly. Yes, sir. If I could, if I could just Please. say this. And first of all, I can't tell Tony's story. That's his story. But yes. in your role and in my role as interviewers, yes. we hear things that stick with us. That's right. Now, and sometimes now I must admit there might be a little yeast in the story, but here's the deal. <laughs> okay. I love it. Tony gets a phone call from the owner of the Colts who says a couple of things that are impressive. Jim Ursay of the Colts, I'm giving you a call. This is not an interview. I want to know, do you want the job? Number two, don't have your agent call me. We don't need to negotiate money. Money's not a problem. All I need to know is yes or no. Now you tell me, was God not all in that award? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? God was all in that. And that's what we want people to hear. And let me just add on to that. My story real quick, because I think many people who hear me on the radio don't know that I was a nightclub singer. I was a nightclub singer singing jingles for Pizza Hut, making it great. And then BET, Black Entertainment TV, singing in nightclubs, got fired, replaced by a karaoke machine because the owner said it was more cost. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was more cost effective. He loved me. I'd won the awards. I'd been the best jazz singer, had all the, the accolades, but I got fired anyway because it was a cost process that he was focused on. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I said, God, I got to trust you through this. I took a job with the DC public school system as a drug prevention coordinator while I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And it was part of that job. I had to give speeches to kids about staying away from drugs. And I mm. found what I was born to be born to do. I would have yeah. never found it if I hadn't gotten fired. And from that little job, the teachers would say, oh, you were good. Could you come to my teacher's group? And someone there would say, can you come to my church? And someone in the church would say, oh, we need you for our company. And then Les Brown heard about this guy who was a speaker and a singer. He said, I'm starting a tour. I need an opening act and who could speak and sing. You're the guy. And, and so it was the Les Brown Music and Motivation Dream Team Tour, which featured Les Brown, Billy Preston, Gladys Knight, and a little guy from Washington, D.C., me. Because of Les and Gladys, they introduced me to radio people. I got a little radio show. It got syndicated. You can hear me on Radio One every morning now on, on the Praise Network on Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Because of that, I was also pre preceding Steve Harvey for a number of years on radio. And then got an opportunity to do Sirius XM. Now I got the number one Sirius XM show because of the show. One day a book publisher called me and said, I got an opportunity. I'd love to have you write a book. I wrote a book called It Only Takes a Minute to Change Your Life. Came a national bestseller. Then a book called A Setback is a Setup for a Comeback that became a global bestseller. And in 1999, I was named one of the top five speakers in the world. Uh, well, only 100, only 50 people have been given that honor, including Colin Powell, Norman Schwarzkopf, Nelson Mandela, Margaret Thatcher. And in 2005, inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. All because... I got fired and God had a bigger plan. Scripture teaches us, Romans 8, 28, for we know, comma, that all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Notice it says, for we know. I always wonder, why did he put the for we know in there? Because he's saying to you, trust me. I brought you this far. For we know 
all things, not a few things, not a couple things. They're working together for your good. Just trust me and keep going. And so that's what we want to say to people to keep going in spite of your setbacks. You have three people here who've told their quick story how they had setbacks along the way, but learn to trust God because his plan, he said, I know the plans I have for you, plans for a great future, to prosper you and to do you no harm. You just got to trust me. Am I right about it, gentlemen? Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. So, so now let's talk about the rest of this, this success journey. I'll start with JB again, because JB, <laughs> of the three of us, you're the only one who owns a sports franchise. <laughs> the Washington Nationals baseball team who won a championship while you were one of the owners. Uh, uh, that's not a small thing, JB. Well, first of all, we all know that those who are the quietest among us probably are the deepest among <laughs> us. So don't sleep on Tony Dungy because I'm trying to get to where he is, Willie. That much I have found out. Uh, and he's doing so many significant things. And, and I praise God for the beneficial relationship that hopefully prayerfully is reciprocal in what we try to do with so many others who are in um, positions to just do some phenomenal things for the kingdom. Yes. And yeah, baseball was my first love. Mm. My father and, and uncle, God bless them. They thought that I was going to become a baseball player. I was mm. playing CYO baseball, hitting home run after home run. That's how I came to the attention of my high school coach who wanted me to come there to play baseball until I went to his basketball summer camp and the rest is history. So but, let me make sure I got this. You started as a baseball player and, yes. and, 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 and that's how you got to DeMatha. Correct. And also wow. now in, in the family lineage, my grandfather down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, I think we don't know for sure whether granddaddy completed the third grade or the eighth grade. But the fact of the matter is he was a businessman to the core. He had a nightclub down there called. Hold the on. Hold this thought. Hold this thought, JB. I want to come back to your grandfather because this is a good story. We'll be right back, folks. You're listening to Dr. Willie Jolly in the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show. And for sure, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his Note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life. Or a setback is a setup for a comeback. Or turn setbacks into greenbacks. Or chicken soup for the soul. Or an attitude of excellence. Or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years, we wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. And now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store, get some of the 
audios, the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways show with my special guest, Coach Tony Dungy and James J.B. Brown. We're going to come back to J.B.'s story about his grandfather. But before we do, I want to make sure I give a shout out to our sponsor. We are excited to be partnering with our sponsor, Truist Financial, BB&T and SunTrust merge to form Truist Financial with a shared purpose to inspire and build better lives and communities around the country. They've come up with something called the Truist Community Benefits Plan. See, BB&T and SunTrust merged to find to, to form Truist, and then Truist said, we're going to earmark $60 billion to invest in affordable housing, nonprofit support, small business growth over the next three years. So you can see why Truist is committed to a better banking experience for you. They're just as committed to giving back to the community and creating meaningful change for everyone who is striving, people anywhere in America who are striving to do more, be more, and achieve more. It's, it's incredible. And I hope you'll check them out at Truist. Dot com. Let me spell that for you. It's T-R-U-I-S-T.com. Truist Financial Member, FDIC. As I said, I've got two of the greatest uh, achievers on with me today, but they are great men. They love their wives. They love their children. They love their families. They love their friends. I can attest because I'm a friend to both of them. And they love their friends and they love God. And they want people to know that it is not, it is not impossible or even uh, of the realm of possibility for you to have in exclusivity that you have to either love God or love being a successful business person, that they are not mutually exclusive. And JB's telling us a story of how he even got to where he was. That's about it started with his grandfather down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Go ahead, JB. Hey, and you know what, Dr. Jolly, on that point that you talk about uh, being successful in the game of life and being a faithful man of God or woman of God is not uh, exclusive, mutually exclusive. James 1, 17 says, every good and perfect gift comes down from the father of lights. So we certainly are inheritors of that. If we are walking in concert with the Lord, he promises us blessings. But anyway, yes, he does. so the baseball involvement goes back generations to my grandfather, the same as Tony's immense success and prayerfully he'll touch upon that, goes back to his PhD father, who I didn't even know was a PhD until recently because he never called himself Dr. Dungy. But my grandfather, among the many businesses that he had in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, the nightclub that was a part of the Chitlin circuit where B.B. Mm -hmm. King, James Brown, Moms Mabley, um, you name it, they all came through there. Um, he also had a baseball team appropriately called the Hattiesburg Black Sox. All wow. the old Negro leaguers came through there. Cool Papa Bell, Hank Aaron, Jim Mudcat Grant, you name it, and Satchel Page. My grandfather used to regale me with stories about Satchel Page and the pitch that nobody could hit when he was in the Negro Leagues. And he goes to the pros, the major leagues in his 40s, and they outlawed the pitch because they said it was a balk on the mound, but they just couldn't hit him. So that's <laughs> where it goes back to all of that. So... Baseball was my first love. And when the team came to Washington, the ownership asked me if I would be on the advisory board. But then the commissioner said, no, minority involvement has to have some skin in the game. And that's what eight of us did. We uh, put up our money to become 
founding minority partners of the baseball team. I love to tease and say the size of my investment is the equivalent of the ownership's per, per diem, but that's okay. I got a part <laughs> of that and a very nice ring to show for it, but that's a tribute to my grandfather, my mother and father, God bless them, who were huge baseball fans. Uh, and one thing I want to go back to before I go to Tony is something I want to make sure, you know, you're right. We, we as, as, as uh, broadcasters, we pick up the pearls that drop on the floor. Um, there was a work ethic that you had been instilled. Your father, you said it, and I don't want it to go by. He worked three jobs, three jobs. Mm-hmm. Your mother yep. was a homemaker. He worked in his day job. Then he he did something, uh, drove a cab full-time, you said. So that day, yes. the evenings, he full-time. That second, two full-time jobs. And then on the weekends, he's helping fix stuff. But that is something that we saw as a, a part of our humanity and our community. Uh, my, my parents, my grandparents, they worked extra. They go, went the extra mile to make sure there were possibilities. And that showed that work ethic that is going to take to be able to be successful. Am I right about it? To diffuse a narrative, a false narrative that so many have. And when they generalize to think that we don't have an ingrained work ethic in us, that is simply not true. The three of us, but legions of others have come from families like that. All they sought was an opportunity and the willingness to do any and everything. And my father did all of that, but he never missed a significant family opportunity, whether it was ball games, my sister on the debating team, um, any of us, any of the five of us, he was there. He reminds me of Joseph in the Bible. Mary got all the attention but Joseph was right there being the rock of Gibraltar. And I love bragging on my colleague with whom we do so much ministry work. I mean, I thought I knew all of his kids. It might be up to 20 now that he's got in his family. (laughs) But the one thing that he does when he gets invitations, he works to make sure that he could be home, miss home only one night to get back because he is there diligently with his seven kids who are at home enjoying quality things, whether it was down at the skateboard park going to flag football games. And Willie, that's happening so many places across the country when you talk about well-rounded fathers who are out there. And I'm loving what the Lord has Tony and I doing with respect to men's um, men's conferences around the country. Praise Let God. me just uh, jump in there for a second and say that you guys have been speaking. Uh, it took so long for us to even get a date because y'all have been in such demand at men's conferences with churches all over the country that we had to even keep finding, working to find a date to get together. And the other day when we were even working on getting a schedule for today, Tony was driving one of the kids three hours from one mm. place to another. He was driving one of the kids three hours. So, uh, Tony, uh, same question. Um, you you know, you've got this uh, a background of, of growing your wealth, your success, but you've ca- stayed focused on some, sort, some core values. Let's talk about that. Yeah, and I think two things. And again, it came from my parents. Uh, my, my mother basically saying, uh, Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, do it excellently as unto the Lord. So it doesn't matter if you're at practice. It doesn't matter if you're at a business meeting. It doesn't matter if you're home with your kids. Whatever you're doing, it should be done not as unto men, but as unto the Lord. And I saw that when I went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we're in the midst of a Super Bowl run in the in mid-70s that's never been done. Four Super Bowls in six years. And there were some talented guys, but what I found out when I got there 
there were a bunch of Christian guys leading the way who said, we're going to be excellent all the time. It doesn't matter if we've won one Super Bowl yet or two or three or four. We're going out tomorrow to be excellent. And I, I learned that from them. But then the other side of the coin was something else my mom used to say. Uh, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Matthew 16, 26. So don't be excellent just in the business world. You better be excellent spiritually as well to, to make sure you don't forfeit your soul. So that that's where I got it from. And uh, I, I love JB talking about the work ethic because when I got to college, my college coach, Cal Stahl, he jumped right on what my parents said too. His charge to us was, hey, be uncommon. Don't be average, be uncommon. And he told us there's two ways you can be uncommon. You can have a talent that God's given you that nobody else has, and that can make you stand out. So that's one way, but that's rare. He said the easier way to be uncommon is to have a drive or an attitude that will let you do the things that everybody else could do, but most people won't. Mm, good and God when, Almighty. Yeah, when he Whoa. said that, the Whoa. light went off in my head. I said, well, that's me right there. I can do what most people won't do. And so that's how I try to do it the rest of my career, whether it was coaching or playing. I'm going to do what everybody else could be able to do, but they don't do it. Ooh. I'm going to be uncommon that way. I love coach, you preach a sermon right up in there, right up in there. The word of God says, be excellent in my book. Attitude of excellence. I got to pull the book out because I know that I I use that that a quote in there about excellence and the fact that God tells you, He tells you in the Word to be excellent, to pursue excellence, and if you pursue it, uh, finally in uh, in Philippians four eight, finally beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any. Excellence. Hmm, come on, somebody. And if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. And, and, and I love this thought that we've been sharing with speeches when I'm speaking to corporate groups. I say excellence is something anybody can do. You don't have to have giftedness. You don't have to have talent. You don't have to be the smartest one. And you just have to make a commitment to be the best you can every time you do what you do. And that's what. Go ahead, JB. So I, I love this one. I'm playing. I'm playing co-host with Dr. Jolly. Yes, sir. You talk, about, you talk <laughs> about excellence, and you talk about just modeling it. I love to set my my colleague up with this. Tell him what your mother said about excellence. By the way, Dr. Jolly, his mother's quote. I've got it in my cell phone under notes. That is one of the all-time greats. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> uh, well, a, a couple things on that. I, I have to go back and echo what Dr. Jolly said. Uh, when I got to Pittsburgh, one of the first chapel services I heard from the chaplain that, that really set my career really on this foundation was 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Paul says, hey, we know in a race everybody runs, but only one wins first prize. So mm. run to win. Run to win. And I said, hey, wait a minute, that's in the Bible? Run to win? And the chaplain said, Yes. God wants us to be excellent, but you can't just stop there. You got to go to the next verse, which says, don't just win in life, win that eternal prize. Make sure you're running the right race and win there also. Uh, but it, it really made me think about what I was doing and, and 
it just built on what my parents said. It built on what my college coach said. Be excellent. God expects that, but just do it the right way. Wow. Wow. Is that what he, you were referring to, JB? For his no, no, he's no, no, no. He's, going, he's going to this one next. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Coach. Now, this, JB loves this, but my, my mother also said, once you're, you're striving for that excellence and you attain it, you don't have to tell anybody. Her favorite quote was, and when I'd come home and say, oh, mom, I got three hits today, or mom, I threw four touchdowns today, she would say, excellence that feels it has to be proclaimed by the mere fact of its proclamation admits the doubt of its existence. <laughs> and I'd say, what? And my sister would tell me, that means if you're good, you don't have to talk about it. Other people will. <laughs> Man, oh man, what a wise mother you had. Oh, she was oh man, awesome. that is a great quote. Man, see, folks, that's why you got to have these kind of people in your life because they build you, they lift your consciousness, and they lift you as a person. We're going to take one more break. We're going to come back after this break with the last segment because we got one more segment and with our great guest. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, your best is yet. To come, we'll be right back. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. You can call on me when you need me. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. 
and he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways show. Three Hall of Famers have come together to have a show for you today. I'm honored to be in the Hall of Fame for speaking. And then we've got our guest, Coach Tony Dungy, Hall of Fame coach in the Football Hall of Fame. And then we got our guest and friend, James Brown, in the Hall of Fame for broadcasts. These are men who have three of us who are, by what the world would say, successful. We've been able to have some financial success, yet we are also very committed to our faith and we trust God and we love our wives and we take care of our children and we give God the glory in all that we do. Many people, Coach and JB, struggle with being successful in business and being a person of faith. They struggle internally because somewhere theologically, they think that these two things can't go together. And you both have proven to be able to do that. So tell me how you would say to people who struggle with that. What are some of the things you would say to people? I would say, Dr. Jolly, is it's not difficult to do it's difficult to put things in the right perspective. Matthew 6.33 tells us how to do that. Mm. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be added to you. When we seek material success first, we can get it, but it's not going to be gotten in the right way, and that's when you're going to have problems. But if you seek God first, he'll give you uh, the successes that everybody's looking for and mm. he'll give us the success that we need. But it's the key. What are we looking for first? Am I looking for fame? Am I looking for wealth? No, look for God and all those things will come. Wow. Wow. JB, please, because I know you got some theological perspectives there. You know what? And, and I'll just try to rattle them off. You mentioned a couple of things. Number one, I'm, I'm with coach and I know he believes this in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, it says, no other foundation can a man lay than that which is Jesus Christ. That's my twisted interpretation. But the point is, the only foundation is Jesus Christ. I use the Washington Monument and some of my sermons to make the point that that tallest building in Washington, D.C. that you look at, that's the superstructure that you see. And think metaphorically how it withstands all the wind, rain, and storms that beat up against it. Simply uh, tied in with the game of life, what we deal with. But that which is key to its being able to stand is the foundation, Mm. that which we don't see. The Washington Monument builders had to go down deep, four stories deep, with a concrete foundation, a rock-solid foundation, Jesus Christ in order to support 
the height that the builders wanted to build it to. So when you ask yourself the question, how high do you want to grow in life? Then when you come up with that, but then you need to accomplish, and there's a mathematical formula for that, you need to accomplish building that kind of foundation in order to support that because the builders can't come back 10 months later and say, I'm going to go up another two or three stories because the foundation won't support it. Mm. Wow, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Well, what I would add to that is this. In my book, An Attitude of Excellence, and in my speeches, I talk about the fact and what it goes with what Coach said, that there, there are some things that are going to happen. I chased for many years the secret for success. I kept looking to unlock the padlock of success. What was the key? And what I learned that is not a padlock, it's a combination lock. And not only must you know the digits, but they must be in the right sequence or it will not open. And mm. the sequence always starts with seek ye first the kingdom. And then yeah. all other things will be added unto it. If you start with seeking first the other things, you will not be able to open that padlock. And that's why I talk about you must start seeking the fact that you got to seek first and then add your attitude to it. A positive mental attitude, a positive attitude, and then aptitude. First God, then attitude then aptitude. So first, your, your heart set, which is your heart gives that to God. Then your mindset, attitude. Then your skill set, your aptitude. You do that, you put them in the right sequence, the lock will explode. Well, uh, both of y'all are happily married. Been married a long time. I've been married 36 years. Got a book, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, 10 Secrets for Shaping a Great Marriage. And people can go get a free chapter at jollymarriage.com. Coach, you've been married for how long? 39 years. 39 years. One of the secrets. You and your wife have a marriage book, please. Uh, yes. And our secret is to focus on the Lord. You're mm-hmm. going to be pulled in a lot of ways and ways to pull both of you apart. But if you're both have your eyes on the Lord. You'll always come back to the same spot. Amen. And JB, you've been married for? Uh, now, see, I'm an example of one who uh, strayed and went the wrong way, but the Lord cleaned me up once I saw him. <laughs> I, I was technically married. I am literally legally married, theologically married for 26 years. We dated off and on eight years because I got fired twice, but I count those years. So that <laughs> makes it 34 years. <laughs> amen. Amen. What's the secret to y'all staying together? You and Dorothy. Oh, no, it is absolutely the word, period. Look, I had my daughter out of wedlock. You know, I'm, I did it wrong that way, but I was not going to compound that mistake. I said I was not going to get married until my daughter was old enough to understand why mom and dad didn't get married had nothing to do with her, everything to do with me, but to model Christ-like in her life, she's now married to a Christian man. They've got four beautiful kids, so mm-hmm. God honors his word. That is what's most important to me, and the Bible is the key. I'll close with this. Tony, uh, I've come to him a few times when some of our friends say, Tony, do you have a good recommendation of a book that you can read to help me with maybe some challenges here or depression there? And he looked at me like I was crazy. I'm adding a little yeast here. Tony's like, why are you asking me that? Of course I have a good book to recommend. It's the Bible. It's got everything in there. Tony's success that he talks about when he took over in coaching was that he spent two years studying leadership principles with the chaplain for the Minnesota Vikings, Tom Lanfear, leadership principles in the book of Nehemiah. The bottom line is no matter what we talk about, everything points Back Amen. to the book, period. Wow. Wow. That's great. And and, and JB, that's such a great uh, analogy of your marriage and how you got there. And I know 
them grandbabies. Lord, every time I'm talking mm. to him on the phone, he off to, I'm off to my grandbabies. I'm going to see Willie, Dr. Whit, they call me Dr. Jolly, going to see my grandbabies. I'm, I'm going to visit, I'm going to pick up my grand. He loves them grandbabies, that's for sure. And he's a good father and a good grandfather and a good husband. Uh, uh, last, uh, we got, you know, in every show, and I only got a couple of minutes left, so we'll make it quick. I, I talk about the you got us. You got to do this. Now, this is just about business and life. You got to do this. Here's some things you got to do if you want to be successful. So I'll take you over to Howard University, business class, coach, three quick you got us. All right. I would go to a sign that was in our locker room for 13 years. Six words, expectations, execution, no excuses, no explanations. So you got to have high expectations. Think like a champion. Mm. Execution. Can't just think about it. You got to do it. You got to do the things that provide that. And then no excuses, no explanations. Like my dad would say, don't let anybody else define you. Don't let anybody tell you why you couldn't do it. Don't you make an excuse why you couldn't do it. Don't have to explain why you didn't do it. Expect big things and then execute. Wow. JB. Wow. It all still comes around the Bible, but I'm, I'm reminded of what Marv Levy, a Hall of Fame football coach, said that uh, character and integrity. Um, no, no, no. Personality is who you are when the spotlight is on. <laughs> character and integrity is who you are behind closed doors. Amen. All three of them ought to be the same at every point of the day. That's number one. Now, I've been thinking about what my high school coach said, that uh, there's no such thing as standing still. You're either getting better or you're getting worse, which actually kind of ties in with Psalm 32, 8, which says, God, this is God talking. He says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my own eye. Well, God is the only one who sees the end from the beginning. So who better to follow than God himself? Yes. Um, I don't Hey, Tony, I don't know if I have a third one. Do I have a third one? <laughs> <laughs> You give me good ones, uh, JB. Yeah, Those okay. are good. Hey, I'm calling out to Tony for help. Give me a break. <laughs> well, hey, I, I'll you give you one. You we talk what? about JB. Yes, uh, Proverbs: Commit whatever you do to the Lord, mm. and your plans will succeed. To wow! God Boom! Hey, so what he's saying? It all centers around the Word. Period. Thank you. And living the life that is in that word and trusting it and just being mindful that the Bible is not just a book of do's and don'ts. It's the most, it's the best success manual that was ever written. If you'll follow it, we'll put on the glasses of success and you put on the glasses of wealth building. It will give you the tips and the techniques and the insights. Well, I want to thank my two guests. They just have been fantastic. Uh, where can, uh, real quick, where can you get your books? You still got books uh, uh, that are available. Where can you get them, to Coach? Uh, for me, you can go to CoachDunsey.com or, or Amazon. Yeah. And J JB? Hey, I'm about to do another one. I'm going to talk to Tony about it and do it the right way. So stay tuned. <laughs> all right. All right. He, he got a great book that y'all, if you go get the yeah. podcast. Now, both of y'all are on my podcast for individual, but now I want you to uh, make sure people go to get it. Folks, I want to thank my two guests. They're just great gentlemen, great godly men who are great success stories. And I want to thank our sponsor one more time, Truist. We're excited to be partnering with Truist Financial. BBT and SunTrust merged to form Truist Financial with a shared purpose to inspire and build better lives and communities. Communities. 
Check them out at truest.com. They are unleashing potential. Go to T-R-U-I-S-T.com and you'll be amazed. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Go to Win With Willie. Please sign up for my newsletter so I can send you a free gift of a one-minute motivational message every morning, Monday through Friday, just to inspire you. We know that those who read or listen to something positive in the first 20 minutes of their day have greater achievements. So that's why I started sending them. And just follow me on all social media. Join me Monday nights at 9 o'clock for Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, the broadcast on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, where my wife and I talk about how to have a better marriage. And then join me on our Jolly Good News report on jollygoodnews.org, streaming live, where we talk about how you can use your faith to grow your future and your finances. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, (laughs) your best is yet to come. God bless you. enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to willyjolly.com slash billionaire, willyjolly.com slash billionaire, or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.